0: This is Star Talk.
1: Welcome to Star Talk All Stars. We're your all star hosts. I'm Emily Rice. I'm
2: an astronomer at the College of Staten Island, City University of New York, and the American Museum of Natural History. And I'm Summer Ash. I'm an astrophysicist at Columbia University, where I am the director of outreach for the astronomy department. And together, Emily and I are the founders of Star an astronomy and science fashion blog. Today, we're here with our co-host Chuck Nice.
3: Yes, yes, and yes, yes. we are
1: going to be answering a bunch of cosmic queries about science and about fashion. Yeah, uh,
3: as a matter of fact, and it's it's great. You know, we take these questions from all over the internet and everywhere, every property where you can find Star Talk, whether it's uh, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or you name it, um, uh, Patreon, which is. People who actually take the time to give us money, which means that they get um, priority. Yes, that's right.
1: right. All-star access.
3: Yes, because just like politicians, we are not above being bribed. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> I wonder if that's a reason why we started an astronomy fashion blog. Maybe. Hmm.
3: Hmm.
1: <laughs> we have some things that we would like to plug. Valentino. Right. For
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's very cool that uh, uh, the funny thing is people are interested in science as fashion. And we got a bunch of questions that people want to know about that. Let me ask you, how did, how did the Startorialist even come about? That's
2: that's, that's a, a great question, Famous Jack. origin
1: story. Is there a famous yeah. origin story behind it? We cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Let me just say,
3: is- I actually already know it. But I have to do my job. Go ahead. <laughs> we don't even know. This is no, a funny I, thing I don't here. know it. That's why I'm asking. Like, Go ahead.
1: Like it was kind of, it was kind of always there. I think, bubbling in the background. Like I remember noticing in graduate school that you could start to buy, you know, clothes with stars on them and clothes with galaxies and this like galaxy leggings. For some reason, it started as leggings that I don't understand. Okay. But it seemed to start. Fashion leggings. always starts, apparently. Yeah. Which,
3: <laughs> A lot of, of fashion starts as leggings. I mean, look at the Middle Ages. I mean. <laughs>
1: um, and I kind of always had it in the back of my head. Like, of course, as a graduate student, I couldn't afford a lot of these things. You know, I was buying, like, clothes off the discount rack. You don't make a lot of money as a graduate student. It's just, you know, but at least you're, you're getting paid a little bit to, you know, study whatever you want to study, which is an awesome thing about graduate school. Um, but. I like, And so I I kind of had it in the back of my head that, like, I can't buy everything, but, man, I would love to, like, kind of keep track of it so, you know, I can see what I'm missing, have this virtual closet or something like that. Mm. Um, And it was kind of in the back of my head for a long time. Um, I splurged on a couple things here and there, you know, when I graduated and stuff like that. And then I came to New York City, and it seemed like the, like— startorial universe as it were like exploded
0: Mm
3: -hmm. it
1: was now you know not just a couple niche places but on runways and you know kind of everyday stores like what do you call them high street stores like Mm -hmm. Mm H&M and Zara and stuff like that yeah but I was like doing so many things I had this new job and I was like "Ah, I can't you know I can't do this and luckily I don't even remember where the conversation was
2: I feel like it was at the museum, and it was probably within the first year that you were there. Yeah,
1: like pretty soon. And we just Um, discovered
2: that we were both thinking the same thing.
1: Yeah. And so I was like, I'm never going to do this myself. And Summer was like, let's do it together. And kind of, you know, it's like having a gym buddy or something like that. Yes. And so we came up with this? this idea. I like this. Right. Yeah, like let's hold each other accountable. Yeah. Um, and we, I do remember distinctly meeting at the cafe the Hungarian coffee yes, shop Hungarian uh, coffee by shop, Columbia um, and, and kind of like yeah flesh out like what we would do
3: and like kind Hungarian of yeah, out, like, and, like, kind Hungarian coffee shop yeah of course very good do. is it really good yeah,
2: it's oh, yeah. a Hungarian pastry shop oh okay that's what it's called
3: okay. I was going to say Hungary's not really known for coffee but then again oh, but no, Turkish yeah, coffee exactly. so yeah go yeah, ahead that makes of, sense yeah. go ahead
2: um, I do remember that as long as everything makes sense
1: somewhat pieced together origin story but my favorite it is that we so we and then you know so we kind of brainstormed together got on the same page and then made a google doc of like all our ideas and you know here's the things that we've seen in, in various places um but we needed a name we didn't have a name right um, and we started making a list of like all of these different space puns, and they were pretty, you know, all kinds bad. of like,
3: like, like what?
1: With like supernova, like kind of yeah. psycho
3: tour and psycho tour Then again, psycho tour if it didn't sound like crazy fashion, yeah, psycho- <laughs> so you've got to say out loud. <laughs> psycho tour, <laughs> I'll kill you, galaxy. With like, yeah, <laughs> kill you with the space. I'll kill you with space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. He
1: doesn't need our help to kill us.
3: Right. Um, right. That's so true. But,
1: and so we had a whole li- actually, it would be really fun to like share the, uh, the still whole somewhere. list. Still of, yeah. I,
3: I would love there. to, to see interwebs. that list of uh, the, because the Startorial list actually. Is kind of spot amazing. On. Right. Yeah. Like you can't get yeah. much, you can't get a, like a, a much tighter sweet spot yeah. than yeah. startorialist. I mean. So, so
2: what happened was we were still doing this, like up, we were both updating kind of the doc and, and sort of just looking at it every now and then to see what the other person had come up with and right. adding comments. Right. And, uh, I was in an office with a couple other people at Columbia a postdoc office, and one of my office mates is Josh Peek, who's now um, an astronomer at Space Telescope Science Institute.
1: Right. And we were of sitting the there,
2: Hubble Space Telescope, Hubble. Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. Nice. And and I was sharing with him this idea because he's a super creative person, and he just turned to me one day and he goes, startorialist. and I was like, "Oh my god, that's it!
3: That's cool."
2: And I told Emily, and we were like, "Done."
3: And does he get royalties?
2: Uh, he, he gets our. He does. He gets our undying, love, undying love
3: and affection and appreciation. I'm
1: yeah. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I sent him one of our favorite. We have a. We have
3: a favorite. Did the t-shirt, t-shirt say? I came up with the name Startorialist and all I got was this lousy T-shirt.
1: You do <laughs> give him shouts out on Twitter.
2: Anytime somebody asks us about that, I just yes. tag him. I'm like, that was all Josh. You we do
1: week. give him a lot of credit, and I just realized we don't actually have Startorialist T-shirts. <laughs>
2: Yes. <laughs> are you kidding me? No, I meant another and I t-shirt. didn't even wear my startorialist necklace.
1: Oh, yeah, we, have, we do have necklaces, but those are just kind of like like our own necklaces. Yeah, because
3: there are some people who may not want to wear the actual space images, but they would wear startorialist because it's such a cool name.
2: It that's is an really awesome game.
3: Yeah, so you yeah. might want to look How into getting some Startorialist yet. t-shirts. I'm just saying.
1: We're working on it. We're right. baby it's on the list. we got a long list, list, of list of things that we want to do. Yeah. That's and very so, cool. Yeah, so now it's Startorialist, and we made sure, you know, we had, and actually I saved the Twitter, it was a Twitter direct message conversation between Summer and I, where she was like, Startorialist, and at first I was like, ah, uh, maybe, no, that's it. it t- <laughs> right. I think It took me maybe about three minutes, and the timing yeah. is probably still there. And then we, we had to check and, like, make sure that it was available on, you know, Twitter our Instagram and stuff right. um, and then we launched three three years ago almost three years yeah. ago three years ago in December is kind of when we started and so astronomers yeah. have this big conference every year in January right. and so we launched kind of in December like just before that big conference and Soft then had an launch. official kind of launch at the conference in January Cool, um, because it was part of it. so our tagline for startorialist is uh, where science meets fashion and where scientists get fabulous
3: Oh okay because we also
1: kind of wanted to bring like it wasn't just about like you know this the astronomy pictures on clothing but it was also about encouraging scientists to like uh, adopt this kind of fabulousness and like display their love for science That's in right what they wore. Uh, express themselves Some, express yourself yeah. Yeah. Yourse- right yeah. New
2: fashion and also recognize that that there's multiple ways to be a scientist and so you can wear, some little thing or right. you can wear a lot or you right. can embrace it. And and the great thing
3: is the more people that embrace a love of science, the more people will want to adopt science. They will want to adopt a love for science because I think that most people feel as though it's such an arcane, uh, esoteric subject that that's for those guys over there. Yeah.
1: People and, think like, oh, you know, rumpled shirt and dirty jeans right. and like, you know, tussled hair and you can't right. care And about you're writing on glass
3: and, all the time. Yeah. Equations and.
1: <laughs> but it's like, no, you can wear, you know, like this amazing ball gown with a photo of the moon on it and right. like also be a scientist. Like you, you know, a lot of it is, is and especially for the inclusion of women in science where it's you know much more culturally acceptable for women to like spend time on their hair and time on their makeup and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so it was like women that were into science kind of had to tone that down a little bit because we were afraid that people like wouldn't take us seriously because it's like oh well if you have time to like you know do your hair or wear makeup or something like that then you're not spending enough time doing research oh god or, you know for some reason That's and so I wanted to kind of normalize the fact that you know you can care about these other things that right. might seem superficial or yeah. something like that yeah
3: exactly right yeah i mean and which is and that, that that is a very female thing believe it or not or not not female thing but that is a that's a um that's a double standard that's directed only towards females
1: not only i would say because i think some some dudes like also care a lot about fashion no i'm not well, talking like, about fashion wise what i'm not saying
3: is serious serious if you're a scientist and you're a guy and you love basketball, and you're (laughs) running around spouting stats on players. No one says to you, so when do you have time to do science? You Uh, know so damn much about basketball, you must not be in the laboratory enough, or in the, you know what I mean? Nobody says that, so. Yeah,
2: that I agree with, unfortunately. Mm -hmm.
3: Unfortunately. (laughs) 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 I got a heavy sigh out of Emily on that one.
2: (laughs) All right, let's get it. Can I just say another awesome benefit of um, this emergence of all of this science fashion and wearable things and things around your house is it's also a really great talking point. And it's a really great, like, conduit to start conversations about, about science. science. that's cool. I wear a scarf, I go get a coffee, somebody's like, that's a cool scarf. And I'm like, well, actually, let me tell you, it's this star cluster, <laughs> and Hubble cool. took this image. And then we start talking about things. Right. And so it's this really great outreach tool.
3: Oh, that's, yeah. That. Well. You know what? The absolute point well taken, because that is a great, great way to start a conversation about science. Yes. And you'll find so many people who actually... Once you start talking about science and they'll show you like secretly how much they're really into it. It's funny, you know. Well, speaking of people who are into it, let's, uh, let's, let's go to our cosmic queries. Um, we always start with the Patreon uh, patron question. And for those of you who support us on Patreon, uh, you know, we will give you priority when it comes to our cosmic queries. Uh, and in addition to that, let me just let you know that anyone listening right now, you can view this podcast in video form on uh, uh, starttalkallaccess.com. So everything that we do you will find on video form on StarTalkAllAccess.com. so you can just you don't just have to listen, you can watch. Uh, Chris Ry- Ryu or Ryu, uh from Patreon says this: how long do you think it will be before there are civilian astronauts wearing fashionable clothing? Now I, I'm not oh, quite sure what he means civilian. by civilian astronauts. I think we when, have
1: those already. Yeah, so t- like tourists, space tourists. Space tourists. There's a bunch of people who have gone to, right. to space. Go to space. J- yeah, paid to go to space. Right. So, so Lance Bass. Lance Bass never made it. He didn't. He
2: trained, yeah. trained, he, he but, trains, he, but he didn't it. go. Right. The yeah. Russians canceled. The no, I did think he? that
3: it did. You something happened. It didn't necessarily secure him a, a spot.
2: Right, but
3: you got to go through the training and stuff. But he he didn't actually make it into outer space.
1: But the uh, the Intrepid Museum that's here in New York City, and you know, in the Space Shuttle Pavilion, they have the Space Shuttle on the aircraft carrier, and they have a Soyuz there. Yes, and the Soyuz came from a space tourist. I forget the guy's name, which was it is the first a one. Shame. It wasn't the first one, I don't think, but it was a guy who paid yeah. to go into the space, like with with the Russians, and then he came back, and they were like, And "That was you his know, capsule." Yeah, they were like, "You want the capsule too?" <laughs> and he's wow! Like, yeah. Yeah. I forget how many a couple millions more of dollars it was. Yeah, but you know, for it's yeah. like you know, you do a skydiving you know trip or something like that, and then it's like, oh, and you pay an extra twenty dollars yeah. for the, the plane. <laughs> he, hey, you want the plane, dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can have the capsule, <laughs> and he donated it to the Intrepid, which That's I think amazing. is just a wonderful story.
3: That's very. Very cool. Right. So space tour. So so. Right. so is, there already
1: are space tourists. Yeah. But, and the other thing is that, this. so the space fashion, the kind of, start like, so we do astronomy, like, we're astronomers, but we really, our blog is kind of more even broader to science fashion in general, and especially space travel. Right. I think Summer's an even bigger fan than I am. And one of the awesome things is that, like... The space wear like the astronaut outfits, like jumpsuits and mm-hmm. and space um, you know space suits and things like that, are coming into fashion, right like you know, yeah. bomber jackets, like you know Mike Massimino could be the coolest guy on the street by just wearing his blue astronaut jacket yeah. all over the space uh, so it's kind
2: of going the other way like right. astro astronaut fashion is becoming. Yeah. There was a whole, like kickstarters like that beta brand jacket
1: yeah. you know using
2: yeah. kind of the
1: similar materials like tyvek so for really lightweight materials and similar designs of like the white with red stripes and with patches and things like that or with the orange jumpsuits that was
2: on what runway show was that
3: i believe orange Jumps. is the new black <laughs> i believe that was the show
2: yeah um, no well <laughs> there was there was nasa stuff it was um oh it was in houston it's a designer that likes houston and is based there. And there she took her influence from both Houston and Texas, like floral and fauna, but it's also mixed with official NAFSA patches. Right. And I'm totally it's totally escaping me right now. Well, that's cool. Find it. So but, we're but on our way, nominal. basically.
3: Yeah. We're we're exactly. headed yeah. in that it's direction. There. Yeah. It's already it's, it's already like happening. I
2: got a pair fashion. I got a pair of vans um, oh, yeah. that are practically like they're an imitation um, inspired by the moon boots.
3: Right.
1: So
2: it's like off white canvas. It has a big fat blue blue thing. And then it has a patch for um, either the US uh, flag. And it has a remove from flight zipper up the back, like with the red tag. Nice. (laughs) Remove before flight. Remove before 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 flight. Yeah, it's awesome. Yo, that's cool. I love it.
3: No, well, excellent. Well, there you go, Chris. There's your answer. We are we are more than on our way uh, to space fashion everywhere, which is a good thing. All right, let's move on. This is Jack McCormick coming to us from Facebook. And Jack says this. How much more advanced, this is not a fashion question, but this is just, we can uh, do it. yeah, you know, I'm sure you guys can handle this. So. <laughs> uh, this is what he says. How much more advanced are the signal sending devices on our solar system exploring satellites and space telescopes, uh, space telescopes compared to Earth Wi-Fi transmitters? NASA gets a signal from Pluto. I lose my signal when I sit <laughs> in the corner of my kitchen.
2: So <laughs> the thing about that transmitter That's from exactly Pluto, what, I was gonna say. Yeah. what is it? It's like a modem. One kilobyte per second? What? It's less yeah. than a modem. The things you know, that are in space, first of all, they're ahead. built so far in advance right. that the they're technology not, they don't surpasses, have what we have. Yeah. Right.
3: The technology yeah. surpasses them because they're built so far. Yeah. A, 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 and everything but then they also, also have limited uh,
2: space on the craft. So there's the size limitation. Right, there's right. money limitation. There's weight limitation. Right. So they really try so to they're, go with what can work with the mission, all right. So then, why is it?
3: Is it just the space is a vacuum and that there's lack of interference? Why is it that something that's one kilobyte uh, from Pluto, we're not getting losing a signal. we not losing a signal, no. but he's right. Yeah. If if I were to if I were to walk from my living room yeah. to my kitchen, I start roaming. What the <laughs> hell
2: is that? You should check with the architect of your building.
3: <laughs> I
1: think it is the, so, like, it's not just the signal coming from Pluto, but it's this awesome thing that we have on Earth called the Deep Space Network. Ah. It's the big dishes that are spread all over the Earth, so that even as the Earth rotates, and you know certain parts of the Earth face towards or away, the different satellites, then mm-hmm. you can, and you can monitor this all online, which is super cool. Like, you can go to the Deep Space Network um, website and see like which dishes on Earth are communicating with which satellites and things like that. And so it's It's because of of my favorite websites. Yeah. It's not just NASA. Right. It's all of the different space agencies, I believe, share the deep space network.
2: Yeah. And then you can also see the antenna will have two different signals, one that does one that shows that the antenna is sending a signal to that spacecraft and one that shows Shows that the spacecraft is talking to the antenna. Wow. And then you can click on the antenna or the spacecraft and find out more information about it itself. It's phenomenal. That is yeah. amazing. It's interactive. Cool. It's live. It's
3: and it's live. It's live stream. So it's all the stuff that's happening while you're watching it right yeah. then and there.
2: Yeah, and, and they have it? the same thing up in the control room in JPL. Mission Control has the exact same display up there. Wow.
3: That is super cool. That is super cool. Well, there's your answer, Jack. It's um, it's it's really the fact that you need um a big giant dish in your house <laughs> so, so that you can get any signal that is sent. It's not, it's not the signal being sent, it's the way it's being received you know and you know what now i understand what my wife means when she says i just can't talk to you (laughs) you don't get anything i'm saying (laughs) i I need a big (laughs) (laughs) i need a big i don't have the right receiver in my head to understand what this woman is talking about so now i get oh you have cleared up so much for me
0: (laughs) we have to take a break
3: but we'll be back with more star talk all stars right after this
2: Welcome back to Star Talk All Stars. We are your all star hosts today. I'm Summer Ash. And I'm Emily Rice. And we've been talking to Chuck Nice. Yes. About stellar fashion and all things startorial because Emily and I run Startorialist, an astronomy and science fashion blog. Yes,
3: yes, yes. And, you know, the cool thing is, well, we're doing our our, um, Cosmic Queries, of course, where we take all of your questions, those of you who are listening out there, uh, whether you send them to us on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever we are found on the Internet. But uh, before we get back into our queries, I really do want to talk about the Startorialist and your fashions because you are wearing your fashions right now. And maybe you can describe to the people exactly what you have on, by the way, all very. Very cool, um, I would I would absolutely wear the hoodie that Emily is wearing. And for those of you who are wondering what this might look like, well, that's there's a very simple solution to that. You can go to startalkallaccess.com where you can actually see this podcast in video form. So, uh, tell me about what you're wearing. Uh, Emily, you have on this hoodie, and yeah. what is on the hoodie first? I
1: have this hoodie, it's by Black Milk Clothing. Okay. Um, who I think is the, the, the company, at least it's the first company that I came across that made the Galaxy leggings that we were talking about earlier but now they make all kinds of things dresses hoodies um and so i happen to buy a hoodie because it's a nice and big size and it covers my uh star forming region in my belly right yes. now <laughs> you can also see on star star talk all stars
3: All access. yes for those of you who are wondering what that means uh <laughs> emily is with child and about to give birth to something that will totally change our universe <laughs>
1: So I've heard. Um, <laughs> this one is called, so the, the one of the weird things about astronomy fashion is that like the names of things aren't always accurate, but we try to, you know, especially That's where we come astronomers, in. Yeah, that's where kind of we come in. We have actually two uh, Kind of characters on the blog. One's pedantic astronomer that likes to correct everything, and then we have poetic astronomer that really like loves everything spacey, no matter what it is. And so this one's called like a purple galaxy sweatshirt, but it's actually kind of bluish and reddish, and it's actually images of. Um, The constellation Orion. Yeah. So we can actually point out like the the horsehead nebula and the flame nebula that are in Orion's belt. I think this is actually the Orion nebula up on my shoulder. So this is a wide field image of something that we can see Mm -hmm. in the night sky, like a wide field image in the Orion constellation.
3: Wow. And that particular image is gleaned from where?
1: This one I actually don't know. That's bad of me because usually I know. I think this one is not the Hubble Space Telescope because this is a much wider field of view
3: than the Hubble Space Telescope. I got you, got you, got you.
1: And so I think this is some kind of ground-based telescope, and I believe it's also an optical image. Okay, got you. And it could even be an amateur image because this is something like this wide of a field of view is relatively, it's even more easily obtained by a small telescope. Cool.
3: Cool. Then you know what? All those things are asked in our query, so that's oh, a, that it's you've to you've those. touched on some points that we're going to get to, uh, just to tease for those of you listening. And um, Summer, what are you wearing? Because that is that's really cool. Would
2: you say it's out of this world?
3: I would indeed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so it's also a hoodie, except that it's um it's open in the front and it's reversible. Nice. So there's a company, another company that does a lot of the galaxy prints, um, mm-hmm. and they're based here in Brooklyn. Um, Sorry, we're not in Brooklyn, but they're very close by. And they're called Shadowplay NYC. Right. And so they did a limited release maybe last year or a year and a half ago. Um, And so it's a a proper hoodie. And on one whole side, it's a print of what they call Sagan's Galaxy.
1: Yeah, they call this one Sagan's Galaxy.
3: Galaxy.
2: Also actually a nebula.
1: And this nebula is NGC... Oh, six hundred two. I think NGC six hundred two. I knew you had, the, I knew she'd have that. Either guess large what? or the you, small Magellanic
2: Cloud. And I you got
3: remember. it right. What do you know? There, <laughs> see, look at that. Chuck How? is fact checking us <laughs> live.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so you can either wear it with the galaxy on the outside, and then sort of have this loose folding over a lapel that's black, or you can reverse it and then have the little peak of the galaxy. Oh, I have this yeah. sort of showing. And Emily actually, image? I think, has a matching I scarf. I think it's the same image on the scarf. Yeah, yeah. I brought my scarf along, same. and it's the same image. It's a
1: little bit galaxy to scarf. See on that's the scarf. Cool, yeah. So
2: Shadowplay would nebula. actually have uh, a series of products with the same galaxy And kind of the it. same print on so different... So they would have a, a dress top, items. a shirt top, a scarf on two different sizes. Yeah. Wow. Um, Here's my cool. favorite
1: part. Yeah. My favorite part, because this is like a nebula in the, either the large or the small Magellanic Cloud, mm-hmm. I can never remember. And so it's this kind of, you know, it's, it's a lot of diffuse gas and you can see individual stars, but then you can also see this tiny little spiral galaxy yeah. that's actually so a very even more distant foreground or background nice. galaxy. Yeah. And so I just love, you know, the the combination of stars and galaxies and and
2: gas and colors and, and all, like all put together. This all, whole idea of depth of field too. That yeah, space. There's so many things that are out there, and they're they're they look like they're over. They look like they might be at the same distance, but, but, they're, but they're not. You're, they're, you're seeing a whole yeah. range of. Distances you can just kind of keep going And right. ages and times and all that cool stuff. Well, that's super cool. But I also have. There's another cool company that we know of called. Um, they used to be called Jersey Maids, and now they're. Yugen? Yugen Tribe. Yugen Tribe. Um, And they have, like, a couple different necklace series where they are... That's a locket. Magnetic. Uh, oh, that's
3: a magnet. That yeah. looked like so a locket. You
2: can buy a oh. whole set of magnets that are different galaxies and nebulae,
3: and then switch them out
2: and should customize. Right. Or they have a solar system one too, where yeah. you can just pick your planet. And, and you're planet.
3: wearing this pendant, and planet. it looks like planet. something from Men in Black. Like that should be yeah. an actual. Like there's there's a spaceship parked off of our uh, or, uh, off of Earth right now, waiting to kill us all, so it can get that pendant. Yeah. That's what that looks like. This
2: is actually the Cat's Eye Nebula, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. 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 So it's a, and this is a funny thing with nebulae that, um, uh, they call it a planetary nebula, but the, it's sort of—they used to think that was where the, the beginning of the process of planets forming started. Right. right. Um, but it's actually the Nothing end stage that. of a star's life.
3: Oh, so we thought it was the birth, and it's really the it's death. Really the
2: death. Oh, but it's. They die in space. It's the Benjamin. Fashion.
3: It's the Benjamin Button of space.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: poor guy.
2: Yeah,
3: it is. <laughs> He's yeah. such a cute baby that's about to die. <laughs> okay. All right, yo, that is super cool. That is all great stuff, man. Uh, I just like this all the time. Yeah, and guess what? Who we who should? Do. You should. I <laughs> mean, I I mean, really. And like you say, it looks good and it's also a conversation starter too, so I I kind of dig it. Yo, all right, well, let's get back into our cosmic queries. And um that's the first time I've ever sung that. And I got to tell you, it <laughs> Thank felt you. Well, Sounded good. It felt really good, cosmic queries. So, <laughs> you should do a jingle. <laughs> a, let's I'm, put that on a note. Yeah, let's Pick put it. Out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here we go. Um You know what, I found this to be a fascinating question uh, from Martin uh, Moriera uh, on Facebook. I'm not sure if he's, I think I know what he's trying to say here. What happens if the Earth is really a flat surface, but from space seems round because of the distortion of the gravity that produces on light when it reaches our sight? Is it possible to believe that the entire universe is like a giant 3D flat surface that we understand as round objects because of the gravity? I'm not a flat Earth guy, by the way, just wondering. Now, what he's saying is somewhat obfuscated by a few different things that he's drawing from. If mm-hmm. I think I understand him, mm-hmm. one, the earth is actually round, it's like a ball, it is a sphere. It doesn't appear to be a sphere. Wait, I should let you guys explain all this. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? You can explain I'm, the not, question. Te- I'm yeah. not, but I'm trying to explain the Yeah. So, but what I think he is trying to do is ask you about what I believe to be the theoretical shape or topology of the universe ah. because there are two different <laughs> universes there's the real universe okay um there's the universe that we see and then there is the theoretical topology of the universe which is 3d so can you can you explain that because i don't even think i explained it well yeah. but i think i know what he's talking about right. it, it, does that make sense what i just said
2: Your question, your interpretation of the question makes sense.
3: Okay, then then let's go with my interpretation of the question. Because I don't want to say to Martin, your question doesn't make any sense. Your question doesn't make any sense to anybody but me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So can I just take the first part just to
2: clarify what you were saying, that there are these two things that we describe as the universe. Yes. One of them is the universe that we see, which we call the observable universe. Okay. So that one is us here on Earth looking out in all directions. Right. And as far as we can see. And so that forms a sphere. Right. Because we're Uh, kind of a full sphere. We're looking all around. So that's the observable universe does have a geometric shape in 3D space that we can say is a sphere. Right. But the universe itself, Mm -hmm. that's a different question. And you can't really conceive it as a 3D dimensional shape, but you can describe it by what happens on different 3D dimensional shapes for space and time like so that yeah. that's where that flat it's harder and round to comprehend
1: thing. the kind of geo- the overall geometry of the universe because it's really a geometry in not the three dimensions that we're used to but the four dimensions of space and time right and so we think on the largest scales, that the universe is actually flat overall.
3: Overall. So
1: unlike the Earth that it you know looks flat nearby, and, right. but is actually round, if you go far enough, the universe, we think, looks flat nearby and is also flat at large distances at large extents. Right. Um, but that's flat in three dimensions and not two dimensions. Right. Because when we look out... Three space dimensions of the universe. There you go. All right.
2: Cool. Cool. See, See that-, that... That describes... Uh, and it's because it's flat, because if you went in one direction, you would never come back to where you started. I think so, yeah. Which is what the sphere would describe. Yeah. Gotcha. That okay. you could come back to where you started if the universe was a, was had a spherical topology.
1: Yeah. Okay. We could also... And there's even a third yeah. option. Instead of... Spherical or flat, the universe at one point like the other option was. It's sometimes called a shadow, saddle, saddle, saddle-shaped topology, more like a Pringle oh. as opposed to a sphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a salty it would parabola, have been. delicious. Yes, <laughs> yeah. a delicious salty oh parabola. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't know why. Wow. We've ruled out that, and we think we've also ruled out the pot. This the the saddle or or Pringle shape is called a negative curvature. Negative curvature. The the positive. Um, curvature is the the spherical shape. Right. So we think we've ruled those out, and we think that the universe overall is flat. Okay. But flat in three 3D. dimensions of okay. space. Right. And really Not flat, flat like you look time.
3: at a piece of paper flat.
1: Yeah, because that's okay, flat in that's two Because
3: that's flat dimensions. in two dimensions. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because th- we're looking at it in the four dimensions.
1: And then there's the four dimensions of space it's and time. time. Yeah, gotcha. We start to
3: talk about travel and See, yeah. light moving through space. And Let me tell you something. I I, I gotta where tell you. are we you.
1: talking about fashion? Yeah, oh, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say.
3: Let's get back to fashion, but still, that I'm was wrapped a,
1: in That space
2: was still time. a fascinating. Yeah, it's
3: yeah. yeah. a fascinating question, Martin. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm glad we did it. Let's get back to something fashion. Let's um let's go to um uh, This comes to us from Google Plus with uh, no name on it. Wow. Sorry about that. Here we go. I have noticed an increase in space-inspired clothing and have always wondered, why is it always cats and galaxies? <laughs> Could it be that cats are our superior beings, the creators of our universe, observing from inside? What do you think this new fashion trend show, where it will go? I personally love how it spreads science. Um, there you go. Uh, oh, it's from He Who Is Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that explains the, the lack of a name. There you go, lack of a name. He who is nobody. So there you go. What is the deal with cats and space? With cats in space.
2: We've <laughs> also noticed that it's well, such it's a are thing. Two fabulous things to look at. I enjoy cats oh, and I do. enjoy space.
1: And sometimes, sometimes it's also pizza. Sometimes it's yes, cats and on pizza space and background. space. Yeah. yeah. We actually have a special. So we have like days of the week themes for our blog. Okay. Like we have moon Monday or moon day. We have Tuesday, shoes day. Tuesday, shoes So sometimes they're like different... Um, you know, different astronomical objects. Sometimes there are different, um, like, clothing themes for different days of the week. And for Saturday, we not only we have Saturn Day. Or you know, Saturnalia. The Saturnalia. Like uh-huh. Um, that the, of course, the day was named after the planet. That's the word. Um, but we also have Catter Day. Catter <laughs> Day. <laughs> you know, that's a thing on the Internet. That's a thing on the and Internet? And you think, like, oh, you know, a couple, you know, space cat things, and and that'll be done pretty quickly. And, oh, they just no. just keep coming. There's lots and lots of, like, there's a whole cast, cat, 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 trust? Castronaut? not? Astronaut. Okay. I'm <laughs> going to tell you,
3: as a man, Sorry. It sounds painful.
1: <laughs> it's I, a can in space. I, I, I no, I'm just it's telling you right adorable. now, one Don't worry. In the one thing I
3: I'm not signing up for the Castronaut program, you know? <laughs> that's all I'm telling you. Kitty 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 astronaut, I should maybe say.
2: <laughs> I kind of want to come back of pigs in space cuz I grew I up know, on right? that and pigs that was and kind space. of amazing. That's yeah. So we should have yeah, Miss Piggy. We should space. start a Miss Piggy in galaxy.
3: in space. Well, that's very cool. I'm glad Lots of
2: cats and we don't know why yeah. we don't, I think
1: maybe the because it's the internet. Yeah. The internet, yeah. The internet loves space. The internet, the internet loves,
3: loves cats. cats. You put the two together the and you get loves, cats. Yeah. All right. And right. um, by the way, I found out that uh, this was actually not from he, who was nobody This from snap shooting. And it came to us, uh, from Instagram. Okay, Uh, Instagram
1: also loves cats. Yeah, that's
3: so true. I follow
2: a lot of cat accounts there. There you
3: go. (laughs) Uh, Now here's uh, here's what, what he who was nobody actually wrote in, which you guys may not be able to answer, but it says...
2: Sounds like
1: a challenge. No, I no, know, it's, it's just
3: the nature of the question. It's really not a challenge. Okay, uh, Which garment of Dr. Tyson's do you think best captures the cosmos? Aha!
2: I should have worn a different shirt today. Why? <laughs> because I have a shirt that is inspired by Neil's star vest.
3: By his star vest? Yes. He
2: does have the celestial vest, which it's has cel- got right. the...
1: I have a thing with, with the personified sort not of. Here. Yeah, it's a, it's a very art, like it's it's very 80s. I think I think it was a thing in the 80s that came from like glassware or something with right. the you know the crescent moons with the right. face the in face it and the on sun it and with the and it, and it looks
3: like it's hand drawn. It yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. be like, It's yeah. not like a photo image.
2: No. Tapestry yeah. like or hand drawn. drawn James, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: which is a, I mean that's uh, that's yeah. iconic. The fact yeah. that he's in a Superman comic yeah. wearing that, and you know the fact that you can his Lego character has it on it. Character like.
3: What? Wait a minute, Neil, not Neil, Neil do is a Lego it? character?
1: I don't know. No, I mean, did not know I that. Is Neil a Lego, LEGO character?
3: A LEGO... Let me check I don't the booth. Think he, it's not an official. Like, no, let me me check buy the Neil, you can't yeah. buy Neil.
1: It's like a custom, you know, how you might buy a custom Star Trek or Star Wars figure. It's a right. custom Lego figure that this woman named Maya Oh my wine God, that would makes. be so
3: awesome. I just wanna hear Neil just singing, everything is awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but
2: so there's a, another one of our vendors, um, Pauline Acklin. Made a T-shirt that has the vest on it.
1: That so, had so, so you can wear the T-shirt. Yeah. You know what? Like a tuxedo T-shirt, but it's it's a Neil Tyson T-shirt. Oh my god!
3: T-shirt. So it's it's actually Neil's vest on, on a, t-shirt. a T-shirt. How yeah. meta is that? That's a crazy.
1: So
2: I like to wear it and say, "Today the role of Neil Tyson will be played by Summer." <laughs>
3: cool. <laughs> uh,
1: so we have to take a break. Okay. And maybe when we come back, we can talk about the makeover, the fashion makeover that we would love to give Neil Tyson. Oh,
0: let's do that. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Star Talk All Stars. I'm Emily Rice. And I'm Summer Ash. And thanks to our co host, Chuck Nice, for being
3: here. Yes, talking this is to you about fashion. fashion. This is fun. I love it. And you know, we've gotten and some. And science. Fashion and science.
1: They're not two different things. There's well, this. Big
2: it's a Venn diagram.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they do overlap. Yeah. Fashion and science, and they overlap on what you're wearing right now, both of you, which are wearing really cool fashion-inspired uh, hoodies. Which I, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm, I, do they have any that are darker? Like I like it. Yes. Like oh yeah. Just where it's like just like a spiral galaxy on the front or yep. something like that. Oh, yeah. I could find that. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. In a hoodie. I'm gonna, yes, we can yes? send it to you. You can send it to me. Absolutely, I'm going to buy it. You just yeah. made a sale. I'm all about it. <laughs> Sweet, I'm telling you. I'm I only really wish we sold stuff. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, really? We're going to get on that. Well, we, wait we're get on
2: it. Wait a minute. We're a you guys blog. just blog about it. You don't actually sell stuff. In all our spare time. Ladies, we have
3: got to talk, okay? Cause. We're
2: working
1: on it. Like, actually, one of the things that we would like to share with you is that we started to collaborate with some people that are designers. So one of the great things about about making this blog is that we've, we've come into contact with a lot of people who make science-inspired clothing and jewelry and things like that. And so right. we have inspired um, mostly jewelry so far. Yeah, I have, we, say, have we done clothing? Like not yet, maybe. Yeah, I think Pauline might be working on, the on something for us. Yeah, we're um on the cusp. But from. we have a new collection that's coming out very, very soon with Psy Chic who is actually an engineering student, an undergraduate student. I think she's graduating in in December. Okay. Um, And she does 3D printed jewelry. Oh, cool. So holding up one now that is actually, do you recognize this?
3: Uh, All I know is this. There are two spheres, one very large, one very small circles, because they're not spheres because they're flat. flat. They're flat. And then around it, there seems to be um, like a pattern that uh, circles the large circle, and then that pattern then proceeds to the small circle and goes around it several times. So, yeah. and I got to tell you, I'm, I have an idea, but I don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it kind of like, it looks almost like an abstract pattern or something like that, like a right. curly cue or right. something. Yeah.
3: It, yeah. it almost looks like a treble clef. I was going to say. Uh, it almost yeah. looks yeah. like a, a treble clef. Yeah, or A musical note. note.
1: It actually represents the lunar orbit insertion trajectory. Ah, oh. So this is the trajectory orbiting earth and then going to the moon lunar and moon orbiting and around, around the moon. Around the moon that the Apollo astronauts took. Nice! Yeah, and That's, you can wear it as jewelry. Yeah, the, It's 3D printed by an amazing company.
3: And why is it a Lunar Earth insertion? Why do they call that the insertion? Where's that come oh, from?
1: Lunar
2: orbit insertion. Uh, lunar
3: orbit you're insertion. Inserting
2: the spacecraft into the lunar orbit. Gotcha. I, I believe. All
3: right. Yes. So that's cool. That's
2: exactly right. And so I wore By this way, on yeah. my Star Talk episode. Oh, nice. Uh, with a moon t shirt. Oh, very well. cool. Yeah.
1: You can all also right. accessorize and.
2: In... You can dress all in
3: moon if you want. Yeah, like all it. moon if you want. And let me just say that uh, uh, lunar orbit insertion sounds so, so very dirty. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Star Talk After Hours. Yeah, that's Star <laughs> Talk. <laughs>
3: Star
0: Talk After Dark. Star Talk
1: All, all Access. <laughs> Coming later.
3: <laughs> go ahead.
0: Go ahead.
1: So. So she—that's one that she already had, and she teamed up with us and said, "What would you like to see 3D printed that you can wear as jewelry?" Nice. And so we picked out some things. We We picked out. Got the
3: Hubble telescope telescope. right there. I see that. Right. Yes.
1: And then this one's a little bit trickier. It's a bunch of little squares, but this means a lot to me. Uh. This is the field of view of the Kepler. Space Telescope.
3: Okay, I was going to say, thank God I didn't know that. Because um, <laughs> if I had gotten that, I've been hanging around you guys for too long. Okay, I went into the wrong field <laughs> uh, profession. If yeah. I actually recognized that yeah. as the field of view of the Kepler, I would have, yeah. you know. But that's really cool, though. Cool. And can you tell me uh, how that represents the field of view of the Kepler, please? So this is,
1: yeah, this is actually like by field of view. I mean, this is literally like the each of the little rectangles is what... Kepler uses to collect data.
3: Okay, gotcha. So, that's,
1: so you can think of it as the field of view as like the kind of footprint on the sky that right. Kepler can observe Right. or you can think about it on the opposite sense that this is actually the detector in the telescope. Right, okay. So this is like the detector that's collecting all of the photons from right. the
3: stars So it would tel- be like if if, if, if it's outside, it's what it's seeing and if it's inside, then it would be like the CMOS chip on a camera. Yes, exactly. Right? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then we also yeah. have one that Another one? Oh, what's that? You okay, can also let me tell see. me if you recognize. Let me right? see that. It's been in the news lately. Yeah, I do not
3: recognize that, and uh, and I can't remember. Go ahead, yeah. but it's the ahead.
2: James Webb Space Telescope. That's it. It's so the,
0: mirror, the primary mirror segments from the James honeycomb
2: Webb Space mirror telescope. segments.
3: Honeycomb mirror segments. Yes. And
2: they, the telescope is now fully manufactured right. and assembled. And
3: when, and when and are now we they launching have to do
2: the testing? In October
3: 2018. Yeah, so, to, October 2018, yeah. uh Webb, the Webb telescope yeah. will go. Yeah. And but unfortunately, this is supposed to be this will be, it's not supposed to be, this will indeed be the most advanced telescope that we have ever put into space, and it will allow us to see imagery that we've never seen before, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely, and as opposed to Hubble, um, this one is going to primarily look in the infrared, there will be some overlap Mm -hmm. in the visible wavelengths, but this one is also going not in Earth orbit, but it's going to what we call a Lagrange point, which is a stable orbit on the far side of the moon.
3: Right. That's it's, wow. So
2: there's no repair in it.
3: Right. Yeah. once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Right. But not... that's
2: also so because it's infrared, Earth actually radiates in infrared. Like we sort of give off heat. We have right. some heat excess heat to give off and it's so it doesn't actually get contaminated or it doesn't Right. Influence right. The it won't influence the,
3: the imagery that yeah. we that we receive. Yeah. Uh, by, okay, cool. Yeah. Yo, that is and all so, cool. Yeah, this cool.
1: Is stuff that we help design.
3: I Just love design. it. All right, that is awesome. Let's move on to uh, another query. This one from Ryan Parker coming to us from Facebook. Thank you for writing in, Ryan. Ryan says this, are the guidelines for manipulating interstellar images, such as the fabulous ones from Hubble, um, we often see contrast-enhanced, wildly-colored, finished photos and wavelengths that we wouldn't be able to perceive with our feeble senses. But is there a point when it becomes too close to fantasy and by the way i am writing from um 45.5 to <laughs> degrees north uh 122.6765 degrees west just so you know
1: we're pointing our space uh, our our spy satellite yes right where you are right now
3: yeah yeah <laughs> watch out ryan we're watching you all right anyway i see what he's saying some of these, t- explain to us about the imagery that we see. I mean, yeah. more importantly than what he's talking about, the manipulating of these images for fashion purposes. When we see these images, what are we really looking at? And that's, I think that's what he's trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when do we take those interpretations, if they might be called that, too far?
1: Uh, the The answer is that it varies as to like how realistic it is something that we're looking at. okay. Um, like he said, there's, you know, there's visible light that we can see with our eyes, and I think that my sweatshirt is is an image taken in visible light mm-hmm. um, but then there's, Infrared images, infrared light that we can't see with our eyes, and the Hubble telescope also observes an infrared light. Right, but we can take that, and we just have to take that data. It's real scientific data, and then map it to colors that we can see. Okay, Um, and you know, and so some people might say, like, oh, but that's not realistic. But it's still real. It's real scientific data, Mm -hmm. and and I think a lot of the um, space agencies that run these space telescopes are very good at doing it in very kind of repeatable, reproducible ways. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a lot of of, um, the space images come from the Hubble Space Telescope, Correct, yeah. which is very well known. But also the Spitzer Space Telescope, it's less well known. It's an infrared space telescope that was in an, it still is in an Earth trailing orbit. Not all of the instruments work anymore, but um, it observed images in infrared wavelengths and in mid infrared wavelengths, longer than our eyes can see. And also the Chandra X-ray telescope works in X-rays, so really high energy photons. Nice. Um, and all of these, like you know, because they're also NASA telescopes. All of the data is public. All of the images are public for public use. You know, Creative Commons, like you can put them on stuff and sell them. Yeah. These images, which is fantastic for designers. Um, And even some of my favorite images are the same object, the same space object, maybe a nebula or a galaxy observed by all three different space telescopes. And are there three different.
3: Right. But now would there be three different uh, uh, renderings?
1: It'd be three different. It'd be it'd be all the same picture,
3: mm-hmm. but there'd
1: be kind of three different like color palettes a little bit. Gotcha. And so, for example, okay. this NGC 602 that Summer's wearing this this there's this one version um, that's just the Hubble image, but then there's another version that also adds the Spitzer observations and the Chandra observations, and it's much more kind of neon because you usually map the X-ray. Um, data, the X-ray photons to kind of neon blue or purple or pink or something like that, mm-hmm. and the infrared images also tend to get like bright red or green or something like that. Okay. They kind of map the 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 data that is at wavelengths that we can't see onto particular colors that are representative. Gotcha. And it's an art form as yeah. well. There's some people that do this professionally for astronomers to make press release images and things like that, and it's just yeah. it's beautiful what they can
2: come up with. Um, And I just wanted to add that actually, so those different wavelengths, especially for objects that I like, which are supermassive black holes Mm -hmm. in the center of galaxies. Right. The different wavelengths are actually seeing different material. Okay. So the infrared is also much more sensitive to dust. Okay. um, And the X-ray is really sensitive to hot gas. Right. And so a lot of times for those images of galaxies in those different wavelengths, you're not actually seeing the same sort of outline or object even. The the emissions coming in different shapes. Right, Right.
3: because the materials that they're actually being able to see uh, are different.
2: Yeah, and they're invisible in some of the other wavelengths. So then you put them all three together, Uh and the cool thing about that's what I love about astronomy too. Is that you have to look in all these different ways to see the full picture. See the full
3: picture, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. so it's just like it's so. So uh, if I might, and I'm I'm just I'm spitballing here because I'm do trying it. to get my own. And my, this yeah. is what I do. I I, I listen to this stuff. No, I learn something. No, I learn something, and then I see if I'm processing it correctly yes. by what I'm able to make uh, an association. So yeah. how I'm able to make the association lets me know do I really understand you? And so when you're talking about these wavelengths and you're talking about the materials, it's yeah. kind of a it's kind of like hypersonic sound. Version Versus sound that we can hear? Is it along those? You understand what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, yes, that sound is there. You just can't hear it. But if I were able to get you a different listening device, then you would actually have a representation of what it sounds like to you. But that's not actually the hypersonic sound that you're hearing. That's your representation of the hypersonic sound because you can't hear it.
2: Yeah, it, it might that be right?
3: like
1: yeah, like true. feeling the sound. You know, sometimes there's a bass that's like so low that you can't yeah, hear right. it but
3: or you right. feel it yeah, exactly,
1: or yeah. like a high pitched thing that like you you can't hear it, but maybe you can. See you can see it vibrating. vibrating.
3: So yeah. this is what it's like. I yeah. mean, for me, yeah. So see, so, just so
2: kind of translate yeah, it into right. those mm-hmm. things are all just spectrums of frequencies. Yes. There you go. So yeah. sound frequency, light frequency, right? Yeah. And yeah. so the thing is with the images that match up with the galaxies, you right. have. A picture that's showing you three different things going on in the galaxy, too. And so those are my favorite composites. That's cool. So when you
3: get those composites, it's bringing them all together. Exactly. Wow. It's
1: not just the colors, but it's also like the physical phenomenon that produce these radiation. That uh, It's so science. Yeah, it
3: really is. It's it's like an
1: image on a T-shirt, and it's so rich with science. It's amazing.
3: All right, here we go. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. Says, Why are galaxy prints so awesome? They're, they are on everything. Are they real nebulas or an artist's interpretation? Either way, they are awesome. Yeah. Okay, I got a feeling that Jess is about uh, 13. <laughs> no I'm joking <laughs> I would use I, awesome I would just use awesome as, yeah, I
1: say awesome just as much even too. though I know I we're not supposed to necessarily
3: yeah but exactly that's what they that's say that's
1: the thing like so I, I actually I was wearing this actually a couple weekends ago to visit a friend of mine okay. and she, she was like oh that's awesome it's space and I was like yeah it's real you know it's a real image here's the Horsehead nebula and stuff and she was like oh it just looks like a pattern to me And I realized, I was like, oh, like astronomers, I think, have this like sixth sense or something like that where it's like we can pick out like, you know, that's a real galaxy. We don't always know the galaxy. Sometimes we do. That's a little bit of a party trick. Right. But like astronomers can distinguish real space from fake space a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, and actually a lot of the things, I mean, our favorite things I think are the real space, but also the fake space is pretty nice sometimes, you know, there's a lot like planetscapes, and, you know, kind of different images put together and representative stuff. Um, one of the things that I don't know that I would love to find out is kind of what are, why some things look like space, even when they're
2: not space a of, Yeah, for that. I want to
1: do like a psych experiment of like what people recognize as space versus what they don't think is space. Right. I have this one dress yeah. that I bought at Macy's like several years ago and it looks like one of the Hubble deep fields. And if you don't know what a Hubble Deep Field is, Google it right now. But okay. for most astronomers, know and I think a lot of science buffs knows science buffs know that they're this like a, a dark field with just lots and lots of galaxies okay. in this field. Um, and there's the, there's several different kind of generations of them: Hubble Deep Field, Ultra Deep Field, Extreme Deep Field. And I have this one dress that's I really think it's just a pattern. It's like a black with a you know, like a little bit of a splatter pattern and some different colors. But any astronomer looks at it and says, "That's where did you get that Hubble, Hubble Deep Field dress? dress?" And that's I fine. was like, "Macy's, a, Macy's <laughs> at 34th Street." Like it's I don't think it's a Hubble Deep Field. It could be and just very manipulated. But I haven't been able to actually match it up with any of the Hubble Deep Fields yet. I think um, it's like
2: somebody saw the Hubble Deep Field and wanted to reproduce it, it. as a pattern? But didn't yeah, actually maybe you. Use the physical one to go one to one. Yeah, so it's and like then the same sometimes... objects, but
3: all just so basically up. some designer ripped off the Hubble Deep Field. That's basically <laughs> what, what you
2: right. can. that's, it's okay. that's which you is not bad anything. at all. No, yeah. I'm not
3: saying you know it's, free to it's do. not like the Hubble Deep Field has like you know attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have kids. It doesn't have kids right. to feed or anything. exactly <laughs> right. You know what I mean. But
1: then some of them are like every once in a while. Like I have this pair of leggings that I think are from like Kohl's or something like that. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, it looks like a you know a fake space. I thought, oh, like generic nebula or something like that. And then I looked at a particular shape on the leggings and I was like, that looks familiar. And I actually noticed that it was—it's the LH95, I believe, the star forming region imaged by Hubble. And I was like, "No, it is that same image. It's just very, very manipulated. You know, different colors and and stuff like that." But it's so it was like these leggings that you know I bought for eight dollars at Kohl's, like really
3: are a real space. The a real space thing, yeah. right? And uh, We had
2: never kind of know. We had such a hilarious time once where there were these leggings um, that someone was wearing to do yoga in, and they posted them oh, on Twitter. Yeah. And myself and Phil Plate had this whole back and forth going, I think it's this, no, I think it's this. And we had like this cosmic detective hunt. (laughs) We finally found it. Yeah, we were joking about the agency. And I found it and I was like, done, yeah. 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 But you had to keep zooming in and looking at it different ways to match it. Oh, that's cool. This is the kind of stuff that
1: that keeps us up at night if we're not observing.
3: Well, listen. There are worse things that keep you up at night. And for you, being pregnant, believe me. In just a little bit of time, believe me, something else going to be keeping yeah. you up at night. All right. Uh, let's. Um, I got. I got one quick, quick question. And it says real quick, real quick, because I know we're at the end of our show. And uh, at Whitstep wants to know this: Do you think the designs and fashion and an increase, has increased uh, female interest in astronomy? Or in any cosmos field. Uh, Do you think that? That
1: is our hope. Well, I think honestly that it doesn't because it doesn't need to because I think women are already interested in science. Okay. Frankly, what I think that this does is this kind of normalizes the participation of women in science. Gotcha. And, you know, and other people, you know, because it's not just women that are interested in fashion, but it, it normalizes this, like, you know, having hobbies and being interested in other things, and also being enthusiastic about what you do, and not necessarily, you know, only wearing like a graph paper shirt and, and dirty jeans or something like that. Cool. And, um, being willing to to share the cosmos nice and not just live in your own little universe well
3: i have enjoyed this i think it was awesome for the fact that uh we were able to talk about fashion and science which you when you think about it you don't really think those two come together like when you first think about it but i Maybe have to yeah, say yeah it, they do they, they do they awesome. do in a very big way.
1: You've been listening to Star Talk All Stars. Thanks so much, Chuck, for co hosting with us today. Thank you. Awesome. I'm
2: Emily Rice. Keep asking questions. And I'm Summer Ash. Hubble got you.
0: This is Star Talk.